Welcome to the Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, BBS Radio. What is synergy? Synergy is what we create when we come together. Everything that we do is about power. We have energy. When we come together, we become exponentially more powerful. Well, you know what? We all know knowledge is power, and power creates freedom. We, as people, have the freedom of choice. But you know what? Freedom, that comes with a responsibility, and responsibility is accountability. Well, there is no neutral energy. What's more powerful, positive or negative energy? We're going to be talking about a lot of things in my show today. And the most important thing, I'm actually going to be interviewing some amazing women. For the last few days, I've been taking care of different things with my business, but some things have come up in my life that I, I met some women and I worked with them to deal with amazing things when it came to the synergy of what we created when we came together. Yeah, you know what? The negative energy, when you divide, you conquer. You actually harm people. The best way to conquer someone is to cut them, to really separate people. But you know what? When we have positive energy, we unite and we succeed. I have some great stories to tell, but I'm going to interview these women, and they're going to tell it from their perspective. Because even though we, we did work together, they each contributed something special and unique and powerful to the experiences, the success of Synergy. Okay, so when we're talking about my guest today, one is Tracy and one is Yvonne, and so I'd like to just kind of ask them, just as an introduction, who are you and what really have you as a person gone through in life? Let's start with Tracy. Tracy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a 66-year-old <coughs> disabled lady. Uh, I had mm-hmm. silicone breast implants back in the day, and now I have uh, silicone in all the tissue in my body. So I've got it in my nerve tissue, bone tissue, muscle tissue, joint tissue, lung tissue, blah, blah, blah. So I've got, you know, okay. uh, COPD, emphysema. I'm, I'm just a mess. I've got mobility issues. Okay. I'm, I'm just, my health is really bad. But I have always been a homeowner for like decades, at least 30 plus years. I've owned my own home. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, most recently I had an animal rescue farm. Uh, with horses and dogs and pigs and everything else. But my, my health got really bad, and I ended up on hospice. And when I became very vulnerable, I got swindled out of my property and became homeless. Okay, so you're homeless. Yeah. Now that tells us a little bit about this situation, the foundation of our story. Yvonne, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Are you homeless too? Yes, I am homeless, too. I'm Yvonne. I'm 66 also. And uh, what I've experienced is I had my home uh, all on Dunlap for at least 10 years before I got kicked out of my home. And uh, I tell you, um, I was uh, kicked to the curb. Uh, homie just dropped me like a hot potato. And uh, they dropped me because I was having problems with my home. 
I was, uh, the issue of mold ran me out of my home. And it ran me off from home ink, which I don't know why, but it did. And I had to deal with the alley, the sidewalk, all, all uh, I didn't know anything about being homeless, but I wondered how the homeless lived. And so I came to about wow. living homeless on the ground. I came to the shelter, and that's where I found you, and you helped me with the grievance because I was having a hard time getting in and to the shelter. As far as my, I was to still have my aunt to take me shopping and so forth. But to get my groceries home was a task for me because I had a stroke okay. due to the pandemic. Okay. Yes. Now, this is very important because I'm going to ask you to expand on that a little bit more. Now, you're talking about a shelter project. So, Tracy, why don't you tell us this particular community project um, this is pretty prevalent now. It's becoming more popular because it was recently on the news. But how long have you been involved in this particular community project? How many years? Uh, well, I've, I've been, you mean how long have I been homeless or at the location where I'm at now in this particular shelter? Okay, both. Go ahead and tell us both. Okay. <clears throat> well, I've been homeless almost a year. And I've been in this particular okay. shelter. They just relocated us in mass uh, about uh, four weeks ago. Okay. So um, now what I have noticed, just because I've been noticing a lot of things, like Yvonne, I was very curious to know about how the homeless lived. Now, there are different needs and different backgrounds. A lot of people come for different reasons. Some of them have drug addictions. Some of them have time and unforeseen occurrences. Some of them have physical limitations. Um, what I noticed at this particular location, there is a lot of conflict. There is a lot of struggling. There is a lot of um, um, English, English, hold on a second. Um, Resentment, there you go. Even between the security guards, what I've seen is there is the hotel staff, because this is actually transitional housing. It's a nice facility, okay? We've got some, some pretty good units here. But there is the hotel ownership, then there is the security, which is an entirely separate company, and then there is the community project that pretty much manages all of the people that live here. And you would think, just common sense would tell you, yeah, we're all going to work together and we're going to help the people get back on their feet and get back in their homes and get the support and help that they need. Yes, Yvonne, you have a wonderful family member who loves you and who supports you, but I've noticed we have some problems with the security, actually letting people take care yes. of people. and Okay, yes. so then we've got the security guards fighting with the residents. Yvonne, what happened with your aunt wanting to help you? Well, she's 80 years old, and she's driving a car, and she's got to back out of the lot to, in order to get off the property. And uh, she was finding a, it being a task because even though she's driving and she's 80 years old, she's still concerned backing out into the traffic. She could get hit, yeah. and uh, I, I, I didn't want anything to happen to her. Uh, because I'm blessed to have her. She's 80 years old and she's driving, and uh, that's something, she's doing something that I'd love to do. Because yeah, I, I, lost my, I lost my license, 
and I got my license back. So <clears throat> I'm looking for a car now that I can buy, that I can mm-hmm. afford, so that I I will right? have a car. Yeah. Well, and here's so the deal. I was having Even difficulties. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was okay. just uh, but even. Even yeah. in Phoenix, we're talking about a 60-year-old, they still want a car, but they're crazy in Phoenix. And when we're having an issue with her backing out into Phoenix, you know, coming in and out, yes. she she was not able to actually enter, fully enter the parking lot, but you have physical yeah. limitations, and she you wanted to have her help you to your door. What was the issue with yeah. the guards? Well, they didn't know that they should let her onto the property. And uh, I I couldn't uh, tell them at the time that that she's family and all she wanted to do, she she noted that there's no visitation. So she wasn't coming to visit me in a shelter. Uh, what else could I tell her that I'm in a shelter? So it was no, uh, was no mm. visiting, but she was trying to give me relief by getting me home. So to get to yeah, pull into my parking lot and let me yeah. out was difficult, and I had to file a grievance. Okay, and, uh, so thank I, you for I, bringing that up. Um, when yes. we're talking about your family is not allowed to come in and see you. We're going to get to that a little bit later, too. Now, you mentioned something called a grievance. Now, when yes. the company that's running this shelter neglected to do their job, you have to be ready and willing to go to the next higher up in the ladder, even if it's yes. a different company. You have to learn yes. who those people are. Now, um, Tracy, I actually have a question for you because you had another issue too. So we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone talking about the grievance process. Okay. What were the circumstances, Tracy, surrounding someone having to come in and support you because the people that are supposed to be here to support the residents weren't doing their job. Can you tell us a little bit about how and why you needed some external support and intervention? Okay, well, here's here's what happened in my situation. Um, When I moved into this room, uh, Mm -hmm. I did not have a telephone in the room. Well, I'm unable to walk to the office to ask them for anything. So uh, mm-hmm. it's important that I can contact them at least through the phone, you know, to say, you know, okay. there's someone knocking on my door that's going to come beat me up or there's a fire or whatever. And I, I have no <laughs> way to communicate with the, with the staff uh, because there wasn't a phone and the wall, there wasn't even a phone jack in my room. There was just a hole in the wall with wires, frayed wires popping out. So I let the the homeless management staff know immediately that, you know, that this needs to be remedied. I do have um, life alert, you know, where I help, I've fallen and I can't get up, but it's battery operated. And if the batteries go out or something, you know, that's not going to be good for me. So I need a real viable phone, a hotel phone that goes in this room. So I let them know immediately that I'm going to need that. Well, the the staff manager wrote it down and said, okay, I'll take care of it. Four weeks later, I I keep repeating, you know, please, can I just have a phone, you know? (laughs) And no, I didn't have a phone. 
So, uh, okay. so that's when I bumped into you, Gabriella, and mm-hmm. uh, you said with my hands and stuff, it's it's hard for me to write. So you said you'd write the grievance for me, you'd deliver it to the office for me, and what you mm-hmm. did, and that very and everybody here, the staff here, the the maintenance, everybody said we had no idea you didn't have a phone. The the homeless staff people, they had never even submitted my request for a telephone. Wow. And there's lots of other people here that don't have phones. Yeah. Yes. But that very evening, after I I filed a written grievance, suddenly Mm -hmm. that evening, I had a phone jack, I had a working phone, I had everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Thank you for for, for helping (laughs) me do that, Gabriella. That was amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. And so we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And the next thing we're going to be talking about is this this adage, uh, well, that's not my problem. It's not my job. And we're going to be talking, Yvonne, we're going to be asking you a few more questions, too. But for now, we're going to take our first break. And this is uh, The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, and today we're talking about the power of positive energy. If we divide and conquer, when we unite, we can succeed. I have two amazing guests today telling their very candid story, Yvonne and Tracy, and what we're talking about here in this next part is When we file a a grievance, when we file a formal complaint, and the people who are supposed to be taking care of us don't do their job, well, I didn't know, or that's not my problem. What's actually worse? Impotence? Incompetence? Indifference? What what really can can you say? Is it worse to say, I didn't know there was a problem, or you know what? I don't really care about your problem, or you know what? I It's not really my problem because it's not in my job description. Going back, what's more powerful, negative energy or positive energy? Is it a waste of time to keep going back to hold your ground? When we have a genuine concern, you go to person to person asking different people in a different company because you've not been um, acknowledged, you've not been helped, would you keep going to get the job done? Tracy, I want to ask you something. How important is it to know the right people if you don't know anyone in the company when you meet someone who's important in the company? How important and how empowering is it to you to know the right people? Extremely. And I think that part of the issue here is that (laughs) because the, the, the agencies... For the most part, uh, it's been my experience, are extremely corrupt. Yeah. And there are a few, a few good agents, I mean, that are, that are, I mean, there's a few good actors, 
that that really do there care. you go okay but uh but and for so, the most part mm-hmm. no they don't and they they're very abusive and i i myself mm-hmm. have been you know the victim of, of horrible horrific abuse uh through the shelters here in maricopa county and um in fact, you know, it's impacted my health. I've had to have urgent care come out. I've had, I mean, <laughs> I, I could just go on and on. And they, they violate the American Disability Act consummate. They don't care. Right. And they know they're violating right. laws, and they just don't comply. Well, what so I when we're talking about... No oversight, supplementary. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Yvonne, what did you say? What, I'm sorry. <laughs> what I find so disgusting is that we're considered riffraff because we're homeless. And um, yeah. I never considered myself as riffraff. And uh, that's why the uh, public doesn't want to let us in because we're considered Marx's riffraff. And, uh, it, it, you know, uh, it, it hurts me to, to say that... Uh, well, refer to us as riffraff when we're not, just because we suffered the, the pandemic, uh, just because we've gone through it doesn't make us riffraff. So we're labeled riffraff, and we're supposed to be, cons- uh, and we're not supposed to have anything good happen to us, like is just now. Because we pulled together, we got, uh, okay. we got some issues answered. That needs to be answered, and we're grateful for that. Okay, so then let and me we're ask grateful you this: for you. there are, thank you very much. But here's here's what I noticed: is that a lot of people secretly want to reach out for help, and a lot more people secretly um, want to help. But how often is the risk too high? Either because of that public image, I don't want to be associated with you. Or, you know what, I could lose my job if I demean myself and upset the corrupt people at the top of the ladder. How many people do you think genuinely want to help other people or they want to reach out for help, but they're too afraid of what's going to happen if they do that? Yeah, well, I think uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit of us that don't have knowledge of don't have knowledge uh, makes another one afraid that we're going to be smashed or, or, put, or not get any help because we're reaching out. But I found if we reach out, as long as we stick together, we can get help, the proper help that that is due to us. And that's what I, I, right. I, thank, I, thank, I thank you for giving us the proper help. And then get knowing, letting us know that if we stick together, that we can get things accomplished that we did not have a clue to how we're going to get anything answered at the time. And I think I'm grateful. Okay, yeah. but then you're welcome, Yvonne. But I want to ask Ma'am. Tracy now a question. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, um, this has been my experience. Okay. Go ahead. I, uh, well, I, what I was going to ask you, Tracy, was when um, Yvonne actually had a situation where um, another person, as Yvonne was reaching out for help, and 
the person came over and intimidated her and threatened her when she was getting ready to fill out a grievance. And Yvonne was very overwhelmed. Why were you considering just giving Yvonne the emotional encouragement that she needed? Because she probably felt really bad when someone that she was actually looking to for the support and the confirmation when the woman literally tore up her grievance right in front of her and said, you better not turn this in. Why did you support Yvonne personally, emotionally through that difficult time? It wasn't your problem. This is why. This is the why. When you talk about the homeless population, um, mm-hmm. they're uh, the, the bulk of them, I dare say. There's a lot of veterans which is so tragic because I have so much respect for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I respect the veterans and they, they've been traumatized, et cetera. But they have no credibility because, you know, they're, 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 they've been injured, you know, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so they can't function necessarily um, very well. Um, then there's the, the mentally ill. The schizophrenics, the multiple right. personalities, the the people that just have no control over their emotions, and so no one takes them seriously either. Then there's the drug addicts, right. and they're they're out of control. So I mean, none of these people are are considered credible, and the staff, the homeless staff, they realize that, and so they you know they can get away with whatever they want because no one's going to to uh, to believe a homeless person over a staff member. Right. Now, when it comes to exactly. someone like me, then I'm kind of a threat to the staff <laughs> because because Why? I can defend myself verbally. I can articulate my position. I can debate. Yeah. I can, you know, I can, yeah. And that's a big threat. But this person, when Yvonne was going, Yvonne was sitting next to me when she was wanting to fill out her grievance. She couldn't write it because she's had a stroke. And um, mm-hmm. so it affects her handwriting. And so um, a, a neighbor of ours who, who really doesn't want to file a grievance because this neighbor, uh, well, she, she screams and fights with her husband a lot in the parking lot, and they would be kicked out usually because it's so disruptive to everybody, all the screaming and fighting. In fact, that day, this neighbor, this lady, Named Star, first name only, had a bat in her mm-hmm. hand because she'd been uh, having an altercation with her husband that lives with her, as usual, in the parking mm-hmm. lot where we were. And um, and she came over when she saw Yvonne with you and me because she 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 discovered that Yvonne was filing a grievance. She don't want no grievances. She's going to stick up for the staff, even though Star is a resident. Because the staff allows her and her husband to fight on the property, and they don't call the police. And so she's not, she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I won't get in trouble here. Don't people file grievances because then that's going to make trouble. And she came over and she intimidated the bond right before my eyes. And she said, you know, don't file this grievance. Uh, You need to tear that up. And she told me, you know, you're not going to file a grievance, are you? I said, I absolutely am. And and I said, in fact, mm-hmm. I need to because it's the right thing to do. And Star was like, don't mm-hmm. file a grievance. I'm like, you know, Star, you know, you and I are friends. 
that I'm going to file a grievance. And But Avon chose to tear hers up. She was intimidated, and that's okay. And I told Avon, I said, listen, you know, no one should be telling someone you cannot file a grievance or you must file a grievance. That is a personal choice, right. Avon. You exactly. are free, and you have to do what's right for you, dear. You can't. Right. You shouldn't let me talk you into filing a grievance, or you shouldn't let Star talk you out of filing a grievance. You exactly. have to make that decision for yourself and do what feels right okay. for you. But don't let anybody influence that. But then let me ask Yvonne, let me ask you the question. When that woman ripped up your grievance right in front of your face, did you think at first that you were going to file it again? Was that your immediate response to her doing that to you? No, I kept sitting there and I kept thinking that the power of picking together is going to do something for us. And uh, I was surprised that filing it anyway did. Yes, by yeah. sticking together, it made it happen for us. And uh, I'm glad I did exactly. today because I got I got uh, something happen. I can my aunt can pull in. I can see my aunt uh, bring uh, bring me to my room, and I can get my things that uh, I was having a hard time with food to get it to the room. Now is uh, an accomplishment. And uh, I'm grateful. Beautiful. Okay, so we're going to yeah. take another quick break, and I have a few more questions I want to ask you in the next part because this is about genuinely caring about each other. So thank you, ladies. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and take another quick break. This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Today on the show, we have two amazing ladies who are sharing their very personal stories. And ordinarily, I would open up the lines to my listeners. But you know what? This is good for all of us just to listen to. If you have any comments or questions that you want to contribute to the show, I check my, my email very regularly. So feel free to go ahead and write me at... Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of BBS Radio. Um, Synergy Relationship Coaching at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Synergy Relationship Coaching at gmail.com. Because I want to welcome all questions and comments of people that are listening to the show. If they had another question they wanted to ask, I'll definitely answer it next week. So thank you so much. Now, back, coming back to the topic, we were talking about the the synergy of coming together and supporting each other and you know Tracy you were talking about how you don't have to manipulate someone or overly influence them one way or another just facilitating their own personal power <laughs> then like Yvonne was saying we come together and we unite we can do exponentially amazing things with each other now when we're talking about 
Right. So we like to think about our rights, our freedom. Well, you know what? Does that come with any kind of social responsibility? And then what about accountability? When we pay the price for what we do or don't do, we have to accept the consequences for our actions or our lack of actions. Now, that's really important to remember, too. Not not doing anything is taking action because there is no neutral energy. If you are not contributing to the solution, you are perpetuating the problem. Now, what was happening with me, my case manager, who actually came on site and and said that I was doing things that I wasn't doing, she was accusing me of things that I I wasn't doing, and I was being called a liar by this lady based on false claims and accusations, and the bottom line is she just didn't want to help me out. That's all it came down to. And when I was bringing things to the surface, when I was bringing them out in the open, helping and supporting some ladies that I just really loved personally and I wanted to help, oh, that got her panties all twisted up. Okay, well, you know what? Let me ask you ladies a question. Again, I'll I'll pose it to both of you, but only one of you can talk. I know I appreciate you calling in and we're doing this over the phone instead of in a studio, but let me ask Tracy first. Is it worth doing the work to get things done. Tracy, how did you get things done? And then when she's done, Yvonne, you can go ahead and tell your experience of how getting the things okay. done, was it worth the work? Okay, Tracy, you go first. It absolutely is worth it because uh, as I was talking to Yvonne earlier today, because we live right next door to each other in the shelter, yeah. and we've been friends uh-huh. for each other and we trust each other. And I was, yeah. you know, the question was posed, how did you feel when when you were made to tear up your first grievance? And she said, hopeless. But then when she saw that I submitted my grievance and I had immediate results, then she's like, I want to file a grievance. And she, and she yeah. had a hand. And <laughs> so for, for, for me, that, that alone made it worth it because it gave another human hope. And 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 Plus, and a lady was fired as well. And huh? a lady was fired over over the grievance. I mean, it caused uh, a person that wasn't doing her job that was worth seeing. She was uh, she was doing her job, you would say, but she wasn't, and mm-hmm. so they just uh, <clears throat> terminated her from that point right yeah, on. And we. And yeah, because we stuck together, I think that's why it happened. And uh, it cleared yeah. out some of the riffraff, <clears throat> excuse me, but <laughs> it got rid of the riffraff, really. It, it, it did. It, it got rid of that negativeness uh, away from us, and it caused some positive things to happen for us that uh, we're grateful for today. And, and we can tell you about it. It made uh, a difference. From security uh, to the office to the security, right away it was a difference made, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And what kind of difference, Tracy, did you say? Okay, well, well, what happened for me was then I filed another grievance, and okay. and you helped me with that, Gabriel, as you know. And th- this yeah. grievance was because there were cockroaches in my room. And when my case manager, mm-hmm. my housing case manager, came by um, to visit, she, my nurse happened to be here. A nurse comes in and showers and dresses me three times a week. 
And my case manager came by, and my nurse was here, and she said, what are all those bites all over you? I said, I guess roaches. I don't know. You know, I'm in horrible shape here. And she, and she, and my nurse said, look, and pointed to the wall, and there was cockroach. Well, now my housing case manager said, well, I'm not going in there. No, I'm afraid of roaches. I said, look, I have to live here. How do you think I feel? And, and <laughs> so my case manager went up. Mm-hmm. And and assigned someone else to my case. You know, she dropped me like a hot potato. Wow! And the, yeah. and she's the community bridges that the housing placement place. So anyway, so I filed a, a complaint about the a grievance about the cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Now, the result, the reaction to that, was negative on behalf of the staff. In fact, it was punitive. They, the reaction to that was when the grievance was submitted to the staff by you, Gabriella. Uh, The staff staff manager, the homeless person staff manager, her name's Julie, first names only, but uh, she, Mm -hmm. she, she said, well, you tell Tracy she has to walk down here and submit grievances herself now about cockroaches which is, you know, of course I'm unable to do that. Everybody knows that. and which So I find it very work. cruel. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, but it's a violation of the 1991 American Disability Act, whereas they need to provide me a reasonable accommodation for my disability. So, I mean, that was right. just, they broke the law. <laughs> so I contacted Community Bridges and said, hey, something's going on here, you know, this they're, they're just abusing me now. At this point, it's elder abuse. So they came mm-hmm. right out, and they asked Julie about it, the staff manager. She said, oh, um, I, don't, I don't remember saying that. Uh, however, not only had she said it to you, Gabriella, but she had told another resident, because she wanted to make a point to people at this point, if you file a grievance, you're going to be punished. So there she told go. another yeah. resident... To come down and tell me, you, you go tell Tracy, that's me, that uh, if mm-hmm. she wants to file a grievance about cockroaches, she needs to walk down here and tell me. And that, and this other resident came and told me that. And so, yeah, okay, go ahead, Gabriel. I probably, okay. <laughs> I probably am sucking up too much airtime here. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay because because here's the deal, and this is what I was hearing Yvonne say too, is that. When you have to do things, we have to work together. People actually yes. will divide in order to conquer, to incapacitate, and to emotionally inebriate people. When Yvonne felt really, really bad, that completely incapacitated her volition, which is what was going to file the grievance. It's very important to remember what we do is important, but Sometimes more powerful is what we don't do. Okay, so we're going to now, when we come back into our next segment, we're going to be talking about when the staff actually said all of the heinous things to me that they wanted me to convey to you and what the horrible resident said to you, Yvonne, that made you, oh, what does that mean for us as individuals and as a community? So we're going to go ahead and take another break. Um, 
And okay, <laughs> thank you so much for sticking with me, ladies. This is the power of synergy on CBS. The right thing. I have no regrets. Perfect. Okay. We'll be right back. This is the power of synergy. Right. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, and today we have two wonderful women who are sharing their personal stories with us, Tracy and Yvonne, and right now we're talking about a principle of synergy, and that is when we come together, we are more powerful and we are successful, and when people want to divide us, they use a lot of emotional and psychological manipulation. Is it worth doing the work to make things happen? Absolutely. And you know what, ladies? The, one of the first things I noticed when I came in here to watch and, and see what, what happens, what goes on, I heard four different things from the staff, from the homeless shelter staff, and it made me want to puke. And let me ask you guys what you think is worse. The four excuses that I got from these people to walk away from their responsibilities. One is ignorance. Well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, so you're asking me for help. Sorry, I don't know what to do for you. The second one is impotence, which is, well, that's not my job, so it's not my problem. Then there's incompetence. There's, you know what, um, I really don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to do it. I, I do actually know. I just don't know how because no one ever trained me. And then there's blatant indifference of, yeah, you know what? I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly what you need. I don't care about you. Oh, my goodness. They actually did come right out and say, I don't care. Wow. Okay. So what is the most, I think, toxic thing that people can have in a society? Knowledge is power. How much does training make or break a person when they don't have the knowledge is omission of the truth just as bad as ignorance. Tracy, when when you actually brought up, I need people to help me, and there was a lady who said, walk down there. No, Gabrielle needs to walk down there. No, walk down there yourself. No, I never said that. Splitting hairs, misquoting me, and then manipulating what the other lady, Julie, said. Gina actually came on site and blatantly lied to you and then demeaned you and questioned the validity of what you were saying. What did that feel like, splitting hairs on stuff like yeah. that? Gina, Julie's supervisor, said, look, I know Julie. Julie would never do that, in my opinion. I said, well, that's your opinion. But in my experience, Julie did do that. I mean, I had to stand my ground. And I was trying to talk, and Gina kept, you know, trying to... Just she just tried to talk over me. I mean, she wouldn't even let me finish. And at one point, I just had to tell her, you know, let me talk. You know, but but <laughs> in the end, you know, they they're all in bed together because they all have to protect each other. Julie works for Gina, 
So if, if something happens, if Julie does something bad, then it's going to, Gina's going to be held accountable. So Gina can't find mm-hmm. Julie guilty because they're all together. They're an extension of each other. They're interconnected. So, you know, it doesn't okay, do any good to, to challenge each other. But let me ask you this. How long did it take for the employee to find your grievance? Because they're like, well, that never happened. I don't know. She didn't say that. When you okay. actually had a grievance, and how long did it take for them to find what they had, quote, lost, unquote? Like an hour. Oh, okay. I was sitting there. Because of this, because of this <laughs> cockroach reaction, I filed a grievance on Julie's reaction to me about how okay. I had to walk down there. To which Julie denied it, blah, blah, blah. So now it became an issue, a real issue. And so I, I asked another staff member, can you go give me a, a hard copy of all of my grievances? She said, sure. She walked to the office, and within, like, maybe five minutes or less, she was back with the co- a hard copy of all my grievances, except the cockroach ones. Then okay. I said, no, this is not all my grievances. I need the ones about the cockroaches. So she went mm-hmm. to the office and brought me back a pile of my grievances again, and I looked, scanned through them. I said, nope, the cockroaches ones are missing. She said, cockroaches went? I said, yeah. I said, the first sentence starts out like this, and I read it the first <laughs> sentence. So she was gone yeah. quite a while and finally came back. And Yvonne was out sitting right next to me outside. And she came back finally and said, this one? I said, yeah. Apparently, they had just buried it. They didn't. They wanted to right. delete that whole incident or something. And, mm-hmm. um Yeah. So yeah, they 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 weren't even acknowledging that because because I I, I suspect because of Julie's response. But then Julie, That's you and I actually have Julie on tape, Gabriella. I, can you yes. play that tape? I Why can't. I have to that? get that to my producer. I think well, I because think I don't have that. On, okay. Because she was she was trying to run the plan. I'm sorry, Yvonne. Go ahead and I. I I think the worst. I was going to ask you a question. Okay, I think the worst thing can happen is for them to put you on and make you think that they're all going to do this and they're going to do that and they don't want to do nothing. Thank you. They weren't doing anything, and so I think now, with it kind of cleared out, uh, uh, cleared out by getting rid of some of the people that chose to do nothing. I think now yeah. it's better where the a road trip station would be uh, answered uh, where it wasn't going to be even considered at the beginning, but I think now it will be answered in the proper manner that it's to be answered. I know that um, sticking together and not accepting riffraff, there is a uh, it made an amazing difference with me as far as security is uh, understanding. Um, I, um, uh, I'm i happy with the fact that my aunt can turn around and back, and go out of here, then to back out of here, and she can pull in front of my door and drop off my goods where she wasn't able to drop them off before. So the lady, uh, she uh, kind of influenced me into hopelessness and, and just disappeared. Uh, I know I'm follow a grievance then and I'll follow another grievance until I feel I have to 
because sticking together, I found it does work for us and it does make yeah. things happen for us. So, okay. So, uh, but let me ask you this too. Then, what when we actually and here's the thing that I want to include in my show is that we have the the hotel staff, then we have the security guards, then we have the um hold on the um, shelter people when they know and everybody knows that everybody knows that they know how how long did it take for the security and the office staff the hotel office to take care of the grievances after the shelter people actually told them about it oh right away i think it made a difference uh right away they found that uh that to be, that we're not scared, which uh, that they had fear in there for the longest. Uh, you could be hurt if you do this, if you do that. Well, that once that was yeah. thrown out of the way, it is now. If anybody can uh, has a problem, they'll reach out with it, then then just walk over it like it was being walked over. It's not going to be walked over now. Because they see that they can have a voice, and it's important to have a voice. And I think uh, you brought that out, Gabriel. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So the last segment yeah. when we come back, we're going to be talking about how important it is to stick together and really the logistics of human relationships. This has been a really great show, and I appreciate both of you being on. So we're going to take our one last thank you. break. When we come back, we're going to finish this up in a wonderful way. My name is Gabrielle okay. Cardona. This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy. This is BBS Radio, and I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Today we've been talking to a few ladies that live in a homeless shelter. It's actually a transition home in a hotel. They've had some problems with the shelter staff, which is not the same thing as the hotel staff. That's not the same thing as the security guards who protect the people who live in the shelter. This part we're going to be talking about communication is empowerment. Unity comes from understanding and accepting each other, working together. You know what? I'll be honest with you, Tracy. I don't agree with everything you say. And, Yvonne, there are some things that I really don't understand that you said, and I'm sure the same has happened with you. We like each other, and we work together. And when we're getting things done together, things get done because our positive energy, when we build each other up, that's what creates success for each other. And I love the fact that, um, when Tracy, you were talking about how these women kept interrupting you and undermining you that you didn't, first of all, the validity of what you were saying, they questioned that. Then the value of your ability and your right to say it. One of the things that an employee actually did, as like you mentioned, Yvonne, I was getting her basically removed from the situation because she was so toxic. 
how did it feel when she came around telling everyone that she was leaving and you actually loved her? How did it feel when she told you that? Well, That's at that definitely. time, I didn't think I didn't think she was a problem. But uh, 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 since I found out that she was a problem, I'm glad she got out of here. And I'm glad we stuck together and I made that happen because that's what we were after in the first place. We didn't know the power of sticking together could really work for us. Live and let live. That's what I found during the pandemic was uh, very hard to do, and but it's very easily lived if we live it. So... Well, and here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. When she actually went around telling everyone that I that I basically was the one causing the problems, the cause. that I was a source yeah. of friction, at, what effect but did that have on true. everybody else who was living here? It was like, uh, yeah, well, we just keep them quiet. It's, uh, it's going to happen. But they found out, no, they weren't going to even hurt because... The person that was hindering us, they got rid of, and it's good. I'm glad they got rid of her because I wasn't going to get anything accomplished, and the next-door neighbor wasn't going to get anything accomplished. With that lady being here, it was deciding us. The unity I found that we have here is that we have to stick together, and what the others learned that uh, us sticking together made it happen. It made more people see that they need to stick together and that's what it's all about that it is and tracy let me just leave this the floor to you now you can say whatever you want about this you wanted to have a community meeting you literally were going proactively to julie saying we need to let the other people here know that they can file grievances and they will get it taken care of let's have a community meeting. why would you want to do that Yes, I, I need to put that in writing in in one of my... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I put it in one of my grievances that I think it was the one where where Julie had responded with, well, you need to walk down to the to the um, office from here on out. Am I on the air still? Yes, okay. you are. I feel like I just used it. Sorry. Okay. Um, and and I said, you know, I put it in writing that, or I had you put it in writing, Gabriella, that um, right. on my behalf, mm-hmm. that that I want there to be a, like a town hall meeting with the staff informing yeah. the residents here that we have the right to file a grievance, uh, you know, if we need something like. Uh, like a telephone in our room. There's still residents here that don't have a phone, and and other things too, mm-hmm. and and we're and we need to have a phone in case there's an incident or in case we're in trouble or something, and um, yeah. and and everybody needs to at least be given a grievance, uh, I mean a, a blank grievance. So if they want to file one, they can, and they need to be informed that there will be no negative repercussions or, or punishments. Uh, you know, and I, and I even told Julia, don't you want to improve this program? You know, and she just, I what mean, she doesn't is? want to. She still hasn't done that. She, you know, and Julie's boss, Gina, when I talked to her about it, she just kept trying to gaslight me and talk over me and because that's what they do. 
because they, they assume mm-hmm. that everyone they're talking to is mentally ill or a drug addict and, or riffraff, and they don't care. Right. They just don't care. They right. just stampede you. But let me let so, me ask you know. both of you this question, because we do have a few minutes left. Now, I want to ask you both, do you believe that the other residents here would unite if they knew that there were enough people who not yes. only felt the way you, Yvonne, and, and Tracy do, but if they knew that we would stick together? Because, you know, a lot of people say things behind closed doors, but then when it actually comes time to take action... People are afraid. Do you think that if they knew that there were enough of us, because they come to me in private and say, you actually got that done? Wow. How did you do that? I say I wrote a grievance, and I told them, and I looked directly to the office, and I looked directly in their eyes. How many people, if we really did have like a community meeting, would say, yeah, the synergy, what we create when we come together, let's be powerful as a group? Or do you think they're just too scared? What do you both think? I think positiveness will come out of a cable because... Okay. They're, they're taught not to say anything, and uh, they're not going anywhere. Nothing happens for any of us with that uh, reaction. Don't say anything. I think if they know that they're not hurt, if they say something, it's, it'll be a lot more people join us than fighting us. There you go. Yeah, Tracy, it, why don't you go ahead it'll and have be the last more people. Here. Okay. Absolutely. They're so used to being bullied by staff that they don't dare. They're like, no, no, then I'll get kicked out. No, no, please don't. No, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, they're paranoid about it because, uh, mm-hmm. because yeah. first of all, they've been traumatized by living on the street and et cetera. But, yeah, they don't dare make any waves. They're like the beached whale that knows they're going to die if they just lay there. <laughs> but it might hurt worse, and their death might come right. sooner if they try to get back in the ocean, you know, so they just Thank lay there so and die. Much. I don't want to cry. I actually want to yeah. cry now. Thank you so much for saying that, Tracy, because you know what? I love the people here, and, yeah, some of them have threatened me because they're afraid that I'm going to get them put out on the street because of the, you know, I've raised a little hell here for the last few days, but well, I love the people that live here. Don't out, Gabriel. And, just please stick mm-hmm. with us, Scott. We're we're sticking I with absolutely and will. we're uh, we're we yeah we're positive we're not riffraff and I thank you for being no, here for us to to vent out to vent out I thank you. You're welcome, and you know what? That in closing, I just want to tell all of my listeners: there is no neutral energy. If you are not contributing to the solution, you are perpetuating the problem. Use your power. Yes. When you have a good energy, you attract good energy. You get great things done. My friends here, Tracy and Yvonne, they're proof of that. And always ask yourself, what's the quality of my energy? What action am I taking to make the world a better place? Even little things, they're very, very big. Don't ever underestimate the good you can do. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.